Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the 7-Minute Sermon Podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you are subscribed to it in whatever platform you're using right now. Because if you are subscribed or following the podcast, then you will never miss an episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. 7-Minute Sermon, a podcast from Reverend George Pink. The prophet Jonah is a guy who gets featured in a lot of Sunday school lessons. And that's probably because there's a big fish in the story. God tells Jonah to go and preach to the people of Nineveh. But Jonah runs away. He ends up inside the belly of a whale for a few days. He prays to God, who rescues him. And in Jonah chapter 2, God speaks to him again. Here's what happens. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. So God tells Jonah to go to the great city of Nineveh. Beth Tanner is an expert on the Old Testament, and she explains that Jonah would not have considered Nineveh to be a great city, because this was enemy territory for a Jewish man. Nineveh was the capital of Assyria, which had destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel and dominated the southern kingdom of Judah for almost a hundred years. Assyria was a brutal occupying power that had changed the fortunes of Israel. And the Lord calls Jonah to go and prophesy to those guys. Jonah's told to go into enemy territory and to announce God's judgment. These people are his mortal enemies. The threat of instant death is pretty high. So you can see why Jonah was initially not that keen to go. He did not want to fulfill the mission he had been given. Hence why he ran away and ended up in the belly of a whale. But by this part of the story, he's a bit more obedient. Here's what he does. This time, Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, Forty days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed! Now, I'm someone who likes to keep my sermons pretty short. That's probably obvious from the name of this podcast you're listening to right now. Each week I publish a seven-minute sermon. And that's because I think you can actually say quite a lot in seven minutes, which works out to be around a thousand words. However, my sermons are incredibly long compared to the one Jonah delivers in Nineveh. He says... 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. That was it. God told him to go and proclaim a message to the Ninevites. And that was the message he gave them. 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. A grand total of eight words. At least, it's eight words in English. In the Hebrew language, it's even shorter. Jonah's sermon, his proclamation of the word of God, is actually just five words long. Imagine how short the episodes would be if Jonah made a podcast. His message may have been very short, but Jonah must have said enough. His message obviously hit the mark, because here is how the people of Nineveh responded. The people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on burlap to show their sorrow. Glenn Scrivener, wonders if Jonah is the Bible's most successful evangelist. Because in response to his five-word sermon, 
the 120,000 residents of Nineveh repented. By fasting and wearing burlap or sackcloth, they were showing they were sorry. Glenn says the Ninevites' response was about identifying themselves with the judgment of God. And God took notice of their actions. He turned from his wrath and brought salvation instead. When God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. And that's where I remember the story ending from my Sunday school days. But it doesn't actually end there. In the next chapter, we hear about Jonah's reaction to all this. Now, you might think he would be happy. In fact, Professor Tanner, who I quoted earlier, she says that Jonah should be ecstatic. He's the greatest prophet of all. With just a few words, a whole nation has been turned to God. Jonah should be headed for the Evangelism Hall of Fame. But as we find out in chapter 4, he is not happy. In fact, Jonah's angry. And he tells God how he's feeling. He complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. So Jonah's upset that God has been gracious to the Ninevites. He's angry that the Lord has shown them mercy. And he says that's why he didn't want to go there initially. He says, I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. Jonah seems to have a problem with this. The Jewish prophet Jonah is upset with God because the God of Israel has acted in a way that's true to his nature, to who he is. Beth Tanner says it's ironic that Jonah's angry with God for the very attributes that Israel had always depended on for its own salvation. God talks with Jonah. He tries to explain. But the book actually ends without resolution. And the prophet goes away mad. So that's the story of Jonah. There is more to it than a big fish. It's more than just a whale tale. It's a story that should make us really think. It should make us think about the grace of God, both in our own lives and perhaps also in the lives of other people. Am I happy for those who might be my enemies, those who have treated me badly? Am I happy for them to receive mercy? Or, like Jonah, do I think that other people don't really deserve God's grace? Jonah kind of missed the point. He didn't want the Ninevites, he didn't want others, to receive the same mercy that God showed his own people. He said, I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. But Jonah, this is a good thing. It's great that God is like this. If I am the recipient of God's grace, then I've got to be okay with others receiving it too. Because he is a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. Thanks for listening to the 7-Minute Sermon with Rev. George Pink. Subscribe in any podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode.